You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Adam Penny is the co-founder and CEO of The Beautiful Truth Group, three brands dedicated to helping purpose-driven organisations and businesses by understanding and expressing their values. Penny and his colleagues celebrate how businesses can be both a force for good and profitable at the same time. And additionally, he's such a massive magazine fan, by the way, that he decided to start his own aptly called The Beautiful Truth. The company has also just launched their latest series, Perspectives, a collaboration with the global community Leaders on Purpose. So, what challenges do business leaders face in their communications, whether internal, B2B or B2C? And how can businesses share their values in a compelling way in an increasingly polarised world? Well, here's Adam with more on that and on how his journey began. So we actually started in 2002, and when we started, we were interested in doing videos, we were interested in doing documentaries, we were interested in doing commercials. I was 26 at the time, going, OK, let's just, you know, make some cool stuff, you know, what, what, see what takes, what is it that we can do? And the first documentary that I made was about Street Children Rio for Channel 4, which was enlightening. But we also ended up doing a lot of factual entertainment. Two years after we started, YouTube was invented. So suddenly video content took off. Everybody wanted it. They wanted it to be snackable. They wanted it to be fun. We spent a lot of time doing work with businesses about why they existed. We were sent around the world. I think one of our first clients was ArcelorMittal. And we would go off around the world looking at how they were operating in different parts of the world. So we would meet the the president of Liberia and talk about what their investment was like there. We'd meet ex-Soviet miners in Kazakhstan. We then ended up doing a whole load of work along this trajectory where we'd meet smallholder farmers and understand how businesses were affecting them. And that took us all the way up to the boardroom of New York and London, really meeting the decision makers and understanding how business was affecting society, how it was affecting the environment, and how business was affecting its own employees. So that was kind of where we began. When we started in 2002, we were connected pictures. When I got to sort of 2014, we we really faced a, a crossroads. I had spent five years creating a documentary, making a documentary about um, how Buddhism came West. Uh, And it was a real passion project, and that had just ended. In the time that that had happened, towards the end of it, my mother also died. And we also weren't doing very well as a business. We'd started to lay people off. And it kind of led me down this journey of what felt at the time like walking through a wasteland. Before, we tried lots of different things. We were kind of doing commercials. We'd done a bit of factual entertainment. We were really kind of directionless. Why were we doing what we were doing? And I, I didn't have an answer for that. I was wondering, as I was walking through this wasteland, whether we should even be around the following year. And I thought, well, OK, if, if we are, if we do want to be around the following year, what is it that we want to do? What is it that we've been looking to create with the stories that we've made? What is it that we've been looking to understand and express through our work? What's kept me and my then only business partner together all this time? And I wrote a manifesto, which I called The Beautiful Truth. And it spoke about all these different things. It spoke about the kind of business we wanted to run, how we wanted to treat our employees, the journey we wanted to take them on, the kind of work we wanted to do, and importantly, the kind of work that we didn't want to do. 
And as I said, I called it The Beautiful Truth because of the documentary background, because we weren't interested in telling negative stories. We were interested in telling positive stories. And we wanted people to really understand kind of the deeper parts of who we were as human beings and how that affects business. So we called it The Beautiful Truth. I then was talking to different mentors and different people about it. And the more that we talked about it, the more it really seemed to have something which resonated with people. I was also reading at the time Simon Sinek. There was a line from his book where he says, people don't buy you for what you do, they buy you for why you do it. And that really resonated with me. That was really kind of like, okay, well, why? Why are we doing this? And how can we communicate our why rather than just be another production company or content company out there? And what really, really excites me is meaning. How, what meaning do we derive from our lives and our work? And so we started what was then just a blog called The Beautiful Truth, which talked about these things, which really took off. And so then we, we launched the magazine. And we also, the journey that, that I understood that we had been on was the journey that businesses wanted to go on. I mean, you would have seen that change over the past sort of 10 years where... Obviously, people are talking about their environmental impact. People are talking about their social impact. But not many people were talking about their intentions. And intention is something that's very important when we talk about impact. And so we now, as well as the magazine, we also consult with business on that deeper story of why and purpose and everything from there. A lot of it comes down to trust, trust in one's own voice. We spend a lot of time not working with marketing departments, but working with corporate affairs directors and with employee engagement directors, people like that. And there is this feeling always that a company, if it says one thing wrong, will be criticised in the press. And so they end up not saying anything at all. So how do you get them to trust their own voice and trust it in an authentic way, a way that isn't about over-egging the pudding or giving too much spin or too much marketing bias, but instead is just an authentic story about intention and about effect. Because the world has become more polarised and because we've all become kind of judges in our own living rooms, we want to say, this is right, this is wrong, you should be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. And we want to make those decisions as quickly as possible because obviously there's an attention deficit. People want to know quickly whether they can trust so I think the ability to take people on a journey, to give them deeper information that takes more time to materialise, more time to explain is harder. And yeah, we see it with film content where it's starting to die out, but there's still this kind of idea that, you know, you've got to grab people, you've got to give them the message in 10 seconds. And you're like, well, no, if, if you've emotionally engaged somebody, and this is what we spend a lot of our time trying to help businesses understand, if you've emotionally engaged somebody then you can take them on this incredible journey. But it has to be based on trust. It has to be based on, therefore, authenticity. It has to be based on a number of different things. You know, we work with a lot of different kinds of clients, from mining to metals to healthcare. We work with some NGOs. We work with some geos. And I think that a lot of business today 
is run from that position of anxiety. It's run from that position of, okay, what do we need to show we're not doing? We can't build a future based on just risk mitigation, based on what we shouldn't do and avoiding this and avoiding that and trying to do less, less harm. We also have to build a future that's based on what is possible, on inspiration, on ideas, on possibilities. And so when you're talking to a leader or a business that really understands that, then things start to change and the communication starts to change. We talk about purpose and intention, but, uh, you know, I think that a lot of business decisions, especially when you're a leader or a founder, should be based on what you love and what you enjoy. And I love magazines. I've always loved magazines. I remember reading Battle. I remember reading Vino. But then I remember reading Mad magazine. And I just loved Mad magazine because it was so cool. You know, the designs, the look, the feel. It was something really magical about it. And so my love from there just kind of grew. ID, Face, Arena, all of these that came through the, the 90s. You know, there was kind of like, you know, when you're 15, you want to be cool. You wander around with a... With a magazine under your arm, because that's the only way you're going to be cool at 15. Like anything, you you know, you're creating something, you're putting it into the world, and you're seeing what the world thinks of it. And with magazine, you know, only one person can really pick it up at any one time. So, so it's beautifully tactile. You know, something just wonderful about and curated about a magazine that it's if it's well designed, what you choose, how you choose to tell the story. There's something just very well designed about the storytelling of a magazine when it's done properly. And, and that's certainly what excites me and the people that we work with and my co-founders. One of the things that I think is most interesting about the space that we're in is you're talk- not talking about the logical, you're talking about the emotional. People talk today about purpose like it's you know, an impact like it's a, the logical argument is the only way to go. But if you're going to get people to really understand it, then you have to get into that emotional level. And that emotional level is art, is poetry, is good design. It's those things that work in very, very subtle ways, but get you to open your mind to different things. So as we grow and develop as a business, as we grow and develop as the beautiful truth, it's that expert design and storytelling around purpose that is the thing I'm most excited about. That was Adam Penny, the co-founder and CEO of the Beautiful Truth Group. You can learn more about Adam and all the Beautiful Truth companies head to thebeautifultruth.org. While you're there, make sure you catch the Perspectives series highlighting the personal and professional journeys of some of the world's greatest leaders and the businesses that they are part of. That, though, is it for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. Look out in the meanwhile for The Entrepreneurs. The main programme is available every Wednesday. The show was produced by Laura Kramer, with mixing and editing by Adam Heaton. My thanks to them both, as ever. And thanks once more to Adam and all at The Beautiful Truth. Listen again and find out more about Eureka and the entrepreneurs at monocle.com or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred platform. To contact the team, you can email Laura on lrk at monocle.com. And don't forget, subscribe to Monocle magazine for more about better businesses. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye and thanks for listening. 
to Eureka. Thank you.